You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zuma Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. You're always consistent, Al. Well, thank you, thank you. I've practiced it. I've done that for many, many years. But I'm thinking, you know, when it's a get ready to start up your engine, um, we're we're going to be talking a lot about electric stuff today. Yes. They don't really start. No, they don't. I'm driving electric today, and you just push the button, and, you know, it makes this whoosh sound. And oh, it makes like, a whoosh sound? It does. But that, that was a, that was, that was a, a made-up one, though. It, is, it's all, it all comes through the speakers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, otherwise, I think it just says ready. I, it, it, this Something thing says lots of things. I mean, the whole interior lights up, and, I mean, it, it's kind of nice inside. So it's quite dramatic, is it what is you're very, saying. Yeah, so I, I, learned, I learned yesterday, I was, I was parked... And uh, the phone rang. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. And uh, it was it was done through the car. But what ends up happening is is all these lights throughout the car on the inside flash. Oh, so in case you didn't hear <laughs> in it. In case you didn't hear the phone ring. And and, and and what do you press to make it operate, or did you just say go? Uh, well, it was connected to my iPhone, so I could just answer it any any which way. So you can push the button or, or whatever. But okay. uh, it was the it was the strangest experience. And and what kind of steering wheels it got on it? A regular steering wheel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's round. Uh, because the other one's a bit of a yoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we do have the yokes today. Yeah, when I when I saw that, I said yoke. What is he talking about a yoke? And it was like, oh, that's the steering wheel. Yeah. So if you remember, uh, if you remember the old uh, television show Knight Rider, uh-huh. it was kind of like the steering wheel they had in that in that car. I think the Star Starship Enterprise had the same kind of wheel on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of spacey, and people have thought, uh, and, 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 and we'll talk about it, how it's primarily just, you know, a toy, a giga, it's something that may be trying to impress somebody, but yeah. it didn't impress you. does not impress me. Uh, you know, as someone who's been teaching race driving and performance driving for a really long time, wheels make a lot of sense. Well, yeah, yeah, as you're turning, well, hang on, there's a gap, I'm missing something <laughs> Exactly. Here. On road cars, the, the, I mean, we've had 100 years of cars with steering wheels, I mean, they kind of make sense. Exactly, exactly. Especially if you didn't have power steering. <laughs> you needed a big honking <laughs> wheel right. to turn that sucker. That's and right. Can, if there was a gap, what the heck would you do? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. So in you know, in race cars, they're they're you know, a lot of a lot of pro grade race cars don't have wheels per se. Mm-hmm. They're you know, they they're 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 shaped like a yoke, but in a race car you're typically not turning more than hundred and eighty degrees. Right. You don't parallel park a race car. Uh, not usually, no. No, 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 no. no. But it might do, I guess, too, and, and we'll talk about it, because you said in, in the car you're driving now, it's a little more adaptable. Um, we're going to be talking to Michael Stewart, who's going to be talking about getting high, but we were talking to Michael Carmichael prior to that mm-hmm. about his Tesla, 
and uh, it had one of those wheels, and he didn't really like it either. Yeah, his his second Tesla had uh, was one of those um, Plaid Model S's, right? The, the the very very quick one. And uh, when they were first introduced, they came with the yoke instead of a proper steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And um, and in fact, what they I guess they had enough complaints about it. People didn't like it. They said, "Well, you want a wheel? We'll sell you one." Of course, for an additional cost of another five hundred dollars, <laughs> you too can have a full wheel rather than the one with the missing parts. Ugh. Yeah, and, and again, awful. Michael Stewart from CA is on, and uh, I mean, obviously they've made marijuana legal, but uh, people think that it's okay to drive under yeah. the influence. That That's the thing. It's becoming a little more common. They did a study. Michael will talk about that in, in a little bit, and, uh, and apparently marijuana use while driving is on the rise. Um, right? People are getting high. There's no question, um, and, but we're going to talk about it because I, I know there's a lot of CBD products on the market mm-hmm. that, that apparently cure everything, you know, make right. you feel better, yeah, or, uh, heal your bones and your muscles, And uh, but how, how do they affect your brain, you know? That's a good question. We'll have to find out. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, we will be back after the break. We're going to talk about new car ownership, how it's, the numbers are going up, but I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. talking about the number of cars or the cost? The cost, I think. <laughs> Stick around. We're going to find out. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors, and uh, we got another gray Saturday. Well, it's better than a white Saturday. I, I don't mind the snow. Well, uh, you know, well, gray is okay as long as it, there's not a lot of uh, you know the liquid stuff coming down. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, when it's raining, it gets really icky. Yeah, I was trying to go snowboarding this week, and there's not enough snow uh, up north. No, actually, uh, one of our customers, is uh, Mitch is his name, he's from Snowhawks. You know, they've been running out of, well, they're from Montreal originally, but they've been running this, the, uh, the all the ski schools for... Um, oh, yeah, that, that's I mean, tough. Yeah, and, and and the poor guy can't get a break, eh? I mm. mean, for two years, they pretty much had to cancel because of COVID. Yep. And figuring, this is going to be a gangbuster year, mm-hmm. and there's... Very little snow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So up in uh, Collingwood, there's supposed to be about 10 centimeters of snow on Thursday. Uh-huh. Not a lick. Well, actually, he said the uh, most of the places do have runs, but only about half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, yep. it's a li- if it can stay cold, they can make snow and they can do all right. Yep. All right. New car ownership. Yeah. It's a... Uh, cost you know, is going up, eh? Cost is going up across the board for, you know, operating costs. Um, of course, the if, if you finance a car, if you uh, lease a car, all those costs are going up. And well, and prices are going up. Well, of course. I mean, so number one, if your price goes up, well, the, the cost of replacement is going to go up. So your insurance, as a result, is going to go up. I mean, yep. not like they need an excuse. No. Um, they're going to say, well, it's the cost of the repairs. And it, yeah, BS, please. It's not that. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it, no, no. The repair costs, our prices haven't really changed all that much in the last little while. Perhaps replacement parts, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, the big issue, of course, is is the, the stolen vehicles, eh? Oh, that's a, that's another thing. They they keep getting stolen in my neighborhood. Oh, my, my foreman's uh, brother-in-law lives in uh, Ajax, Pickering area, yep. and took brand new Highlander, didn't last a week in his driveway. Wow. And and then it was like, well, what do we get now? We don't want another one of them. Well, they can't find one, first no, of all. Exactly. There's there's no inventory anywhere. No, 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 no. So, uh, and, and, and he, of course, like a lot of people... They don't realize that there's going to be a shortfall, so you, there's insurance that you can buy for that because... Oh, pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, and on top of it, but between the time he ordered the car and the time he wanted to get the new one, the interest rates changed. Mm-hmm. So he thought he could go to the insurance company and they'd, they'd kick him that back. 
<laughs> no. No, no. Nice <laughs> try. Nice try. Out. Nice yes. try. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although I think he was able to save the winter tires. and, and, and Oh, that, that's good. Oh, the summer tires. The summer tires. Summer tires. Yes. And use them on the new one. Oh, boy. Um, but you know what? Listen, our, our friend Phil Edmondson, who just passed away recently, super mm. nice guy. Yeah. He said, if you want to save the planet, you want to save money, hold on to your old car. It's really that simple. Take care of it and keep driving it. Sure. Well, you and I both have old Hondas that we've kept around for years. Exactly. Are they exciting? No. But, uh, you know, I, I just want it for transportation. Exactly. You know, does it start every morning? Mm-hmm. Does it have a radio? I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yep. Heater works. Air conditioning works. You know? <laughs> yeah, as long as everything works. And it doesn't break. You yes. Know? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be it. I, I had a guy in this week at the shop up at Glen Allen who said, you think you can get those tires so they don't leak? And I said, well... Of course, you know we'll we'll do our best. I mean, he said, sure. "I hate having to come in every three months to put air in." I said, "Every three months, uh, you're supposed to be checking that stuff a little more frequently. A little more frequently, yeah. you know." And and he he thought every three months was a little too often to have to <laughs> to, 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 to make a stop. You right? Know? I, yeah. I thought that was crazy. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, and of course you've got supply and demand as well having a big to do with it. I mean, because mm-hmm. because there's no cars or yeah. very few. Mm-hmm. Who you know if anybody is getting inventory finally? So I I heard in the last week that uh, well Ford was stockpiling F one fifties at uh, at the defunct Kentucky Speedway. Right. Uh, they they just filled all the parking lots and even even because the, they weren't full. No, uh, finished. I mean because the cars the the trucks weren't finished. Okay. So what's happened in the in the last few weeks is they've depleted that uh, those parking lots of F one fifties. So those are going out. But mm-hmm. um, you know as we know with our, our friends in the business at Young Steel's Ford. They they still are not getting uh, inventory. They've got they've got nothing. Right, and you got to be flexible in terms of you know don't be fussy about color or options because like you yeah. want a car, you don't want a car. That's pretty much it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can pre-order, but you're looking at six months to a year in a lot of cases. Yeah. So I, I think if I remember correctly, what they do at uh, a Young Steel's Ford is they know what's coming in in mm-hmm. terms of color and trim and all the options. So if something fits that bill, then you can sort of pre-select it and it eventually it'll come in. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's too bad. I mean, we all get tarnished being in the car business. Not so much you, but for oh. certainly for me. Oh, no. You have have you read the comments on YouTube? Uh, well, a friend of mine called me and he said, uh, I got beat up by a dealership where I left a deposit uh-huh. and they said, oh, it would take six months and I checked back with them and they said, oh, yeah, we're still slated, you know. Yep. And then he called him back, and he goes, uh, so when's the car coming? And they went, what car? And <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the car that you took my deposit to place the order. Yep. Somehow the order got lost, they told him. And uh, did he want to reorder? And he went, well, where's my car? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, no, he said, tell you what, just give me the money back. Okay. And he, he was absolutely convinced that they, they told him that so he'd walk from the deal so they could bump the car and another thousand dollars and sell to someone else exactly like like that's never been done before <laughs> <laughs> that sucks yeah that's not good what, one of the things i've uh, i heard again this week is is there's a there's a big misperception about uh ev costs versus mm-hmm. gasoline uh car, powered cars costs running costs the, the operate i mean the cost to operate the car yeah okay and uh, in a recent episode, I drove something where you can buy both a gasoline version and an all-electric version. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did some very simple math, and it takes about five years to get your, your money back on an EV versus a, a gasoline-powered car. That was when you looked at the whole picture. You'd take, the, you'd take, a, you'd take a, a very broad look at it, uh-huh. and, and it takes a long time to get, uh, to get your money back and start, uh, start making money on an EV, even though it cost, you know, last night cost me $2 to charge. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was reading an article about that myself, and it said depending on what part of the country you're at, uh, lots of things come into hand. And um, absolutely, like you say, I mean, the cost of the car is that much more. So even though your fuel costs are almost zero, yes, uh, there's a bigger price to pay. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back right after the break, and we're going to be talking to Mr. Michael Carmichael and um, all about people who are, you know, getting a little... What, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, no, no, no. He's from upauto.ca. Upauto, yes. And we're going to find out about his, oh, his experience with a Tesla. EVs, yay. (laughs) Was it good or bad? Stick around. (laughs) Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with my pal Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors. It's hard to wear two hats, eh? Oh, yeah, we're doing this Instagram live (laughs) thing right now, so um, hopefully it's working. Hopefully you can see us. Hello. And uh, yeah, what I'm a tech, I, I'm the engineer, video producer, video producer, and and, and, uh, and you can be the director too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, one more time, yes, a little more yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, get more excited now. <laughs> Speaking of exciting, exciting cars are out. You know, they came out. Is it the C8? I think it's the C8. Yeah, the latest generation Corvette is uh, is what's uh, known by fans as the C8. And and that came out what about five or six years ago? Uh, three years ago, I think. Um, 20, 2019, I remember. I'm getting that, warm. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, close enough. Anyways, it was a mid-engine, which mm. was a huge change. Big change. Uh, I guess the purists were they all excited about that or not really? Uh, I, I, you know, there's there's factions, mm-hmm. and at, at the end of the like, I, I spent uh, I spent a, a week with um, with this new C8 convertible right. in California. Love the car, and you know, basically what it is is a it's a Corvette mm-hmm. that happens to have a, an engine in the right place for a high performance car. And right, right, because mid-engine, it's you're gonna, you're gonna have your much much better balance. Right. Um, if you think about it, with the engine behind you, when you're braking, mm-hmm. uh, there's there's much less dive at the front, so the car is better balanced under braking, right. and then under acceleration, the weight's already at the back of the car anyway, so there's less weight transfer, and uh, you know, overall, it's better you know better balance, easier to drive fast, all of that stuff. Any difference as far as uh, noise transfer? You know, whether it's behind you or in front of you? No. Not, not really. That that comes down to the engineering. But, uh, yeah. it, you know, with that 6.2 liter V8, it sounds great. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> people who are enthusiastic actually want to hear that sound. Yes. So that'll work. Yeah. Um, but they've, they've moved forward again. There's There's been another change. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this week, and this has been rumored for a really long time, mm-hmm. uh, they introduced what's called the E-Ray, and it is now uh, a hybrid. A hybrid. Yes, gasoline electric hybrid. Well, and and they did have a little bit of space up front where they had a trunk at one point, I yeah. guess. A front, yeah, there's a little trunk. trunk in there that you could put uh, a carry-on. And, and But it's uh, frunk and gone now. It's frunk and gone <laughs> and, and re- replaced with an electric motor. So how many horsepower is that little thing, sucker up there? Uh, th- so that electric motor adds 165 horsepower. Okay, that's substantial. At, at the front axle. So the, the V8 in the back is about 500 horsepower. So it's well over 600 horsepower. Tons and of fun. Yeah. think about this, it's now all-wheel drive. Yes. Ah, okay. So for performance-wise... Yeah. It's- uh, in terms of acceleration, incredible, because mm-hmm. you've, you've now, you're now putting power down through all four wheels. Yes. And on top of that, and, and Corvette engineers really know how to dial this stuff in. So I'm sure by the time it lands, they're going to have this sorted. But one of the cool things that they can do with an electric motor at the front is really program it to work properly. So it, if if you don't need that power, well, then maybe the power is not going to the front wheels. If you want to perhaps help the car rotate, well, they can play with that electric motor at the front mm-hmm. and make it do all kinds of fun things. So I drove something similar years ago. The, the current Acura NSX mm-hmm. is a similar kind of 
of thing. V6 twin turbo at the back, but an electric motor at the front. Right. And that was one of the most beautifully balanced, high-performance all-wheel drive cars I've ever driven. Well, sure. I mean, because one of the things about hybrid cars, of course, or electric cars for sure, mm-hmm. is the, uh, you know, retrieving energy by the braking. Yes. And and if you're, if you're going to do that on a performance car, it's really going to mess you up as a driver, won't it? No, not at all. Um, they have to be careful. What they have to be really careful with is mm-hmm. blending the actuation of the brake pedal versus that regenerative braking in the motor. Mm. So it's it's tough to do. A lot of car companies get it really like spot on, mm-hmm. and other car companies don't do a great job at that. They just don't pay attention. Um, but with high-performance stuff, they tend to spend a lot of time making sure that blending works really well. So you've got great pedal feel, but then also you're regenerating electricity through the motor when you're decelerating. So in the ballpark, oh, so it's it, and it's actually just over a hundred thousand. I guess that's U.S. Uh, U- probably. U.S. Yeah, so probably one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty here. Okay, and and how much over and above the regular Corvette is that? I th- a good chunk. I think it's a, it's about a hundred thousand or hundred and ten thousand new. Okay, so those were all the fun things. Uh, <laughs> not so much the dollar, but 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 what the downside, of course, is that um, you can't take it camping. Yeah, so you've you've lost the the utility of the trunk at the at the front of the car. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit of a trunk at the at the back, and you can't put a carry on in that thing. So, so you room gotta, for a speedo and a, 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 a well, towel, and that's yeah, it. A little bit more than that, but <laughs> yeah. you know, a couple of soft bags will fit. But if you if you're taking it to the airport, forget it. You have to put your carry on in the passenger seat. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a performance car. It's not a family car. Lots of people, lots of people use them as daily drivers. Right, but only have one person in the car. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> There's lots of room on the passenger side, provided you don't have a passenger. That's right. All right. Anyways, we will be back with Michael Carmichael. He's from upauto.ca, and we're going to talk about his experience with an electric car. Stick around. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman. Joining us on the line is Michael Carmichael from Up Auto. Michael, how are you? I'm doing great, gentlemen. How are you? We're doing great. And like our friend Dave, I mean, you know, we grew up on on gas and oil, right? And 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 you yourself, you've been in the car business forever. Absolutely. There's nothing uh, nothing nicer than a, a freshly restored 400 uh, GM motor firing up for the first time. <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> and of course, the lovely sound that it makes. And uh, oh yeah, absolutely. now you've been you've been doing this. Well, in fact, we've had your dad on a million times on the show. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, and and I think your grandfather was in the car business. Isn't that where it started? Uh, Great grandfather, in fact, um, started with uh, with General Motors as a tool and die maker in St. Catharines, and then I ended up uh, running uh, General Motors of Canada alongside Colonel uh, Sam McLaughlin, and then my grandfather was the first on the retail side, um, acquiring City Buick from uh, the Addison family in 1955. Wow, so long time, long heritage. Long time, yeah. And, and, yeah. and you run Up Auto. Tell us about that quickly. Sure, Up Auto is, uh, that's my business, and we've got uh, six dealerships now. And um, I grew up at City Buick in Toronto, and uh, in 2016 I sold that mm-hmm. and uh, acquired a Nissan store and a Subaru store in Stratford, Ontario. And my kind of vision and plan for the future is we want to grow in non-metro markets. So markets where you don't see uh, rigorous uh, growth of transit. Uh, If you're a millennial, um, there's no Uber, so you need a car. Um, And so just a a more traditional automotive model to what I grew up in. And and quite frankly, especially on the other side of my Tesla experience, a, a model I still feel is vibrant and has a very bright future ahead of it. 
Well, sure, and, and, and funny enough, I mean, here, you, you know, you, you're practically born and bred in, in, in Oshawa, and certainly the products that came out of there. Now yeah. you've gone to imported stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've crossed over. There you go. So, uh, but, but, but obviously here, but. you had to, to keep an open mind, and, and, and the world of cars is changing. So you decided to get into the Tesla business. Yeah, well, it, not, not so much the Tesla business, but I wanted to get exposed to the product. Right. Because, you know, in the showroom, um, the number of times, especially in the city, more so in the city, uh-huh. the number of times people would say to me, you know, you're going to be out of business. Tesla's going to replace the dealership model. You know, all of all of those um, uh, chestnuts I've heard many times. And uh, so I figured, you know, I'm going to buy one. Uh, I'm going to go through it as a consumer. Uh, with so you know, I'm not not just calling up the fleet department and saying send one over. It's I'm going to walk in and go through the experience. I want to see how different it is. And uh, it's been three and a half years, and I have just exited stage left to uh, back to my own product. And that was primarily because it it wasn't uh, marriage made in heaven. It was frustrating. Uh-huh. Um, you know, granted, I love the product. Uh, the first car I had was a Model Three uh, Performance. 2020 i got that in the la- tail end of uh 2019 mm-hmm. and the car the car was awesome it was a great introduction to ev to tesla getting comfortable with uh, um you know using the app and the uh, service through an app and all of that um but i acquired a plaid model s in uh, november of 21 and it was a it was very frustrating uh, to say the least and to me, it was a great opportunity to reflect on the customer experience when there's no one advocating for them. Now, the, the Plaid, for people that don't know, that is sort of the flagship of the Tesla line. That's the ultra-high performance Model S, their big sedan, and it's very, very quick. Yeah, z- 0 to 101.8 seconds. Whoa, that's and quick. I can confirm it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. is it, yeah, actually, did you get a ticket? No ticket. <laughs> Here yeah, you go. It's funny. I, I I'd love to see the, you know the the back room at Tesla headquarters where they're connected to all these cars and they can see when the cars are delivered and see all these goofballs going around. You know, with this brand new Model S flat ripping the the quarter mile time because I'm sure everyone does it at least once. Oh, for sure, for sure. Let's see what this sucker can do. But I mean, yeah. the whole point of this is that you know you you, you spent uh, a whole lot of money on a car. Um, it was upwards of a hundred k. I'm guessing. The the Model Three, yes. Uh, the the Plaid, uh, upwards of two. Two hundred, and and you would think for that kind of money that you're going to get some preferential or at least some great service, and and you didn't find that out. No, and you know, I, I it, it's difficult to discern. Is it just the you know the the kind of the green nature of the infrastructure? Um, but you know, I was my my car was making a noise that I was told was normal, and I'm I just don't believe it is. Right. Um, I had a vibration, and that was just too difficult to chase. And you know, I, I'm finding myself trying to be uh, you know to a service manager in their service department. Mm-hmm. trying to help them figure this stuff out. And it was just very frustrating to the point where I just said, you know, for the dollars I've got in this vehicle, there's a disconnect between the level of service they're delivering. Um, you know, the defects I had on the car um, were, were, were several on the Model S. Again, mm-hmm. Model 3 was perfect. Um, but it was, it was you know, I, I got to the point where I said, look, I, I think I'm through with the educational component here. This is starting to turn negative. And that's not what I signed up for. And, you know, I'm fortunate in the 
the the business I'm in and the position I was in just to say, okay, I'm selling this car. Goodbye. Right now, right. Uh, but again, was it was it more a case of the the, the care um, that they couldn't care or they just couldn't fix it? it but probably the former, right? I, it was more. Um, you know, there's nothing there. We don't see that. That's normal. And, I, I, you know, I, I disagree. Like, I, I actually, on my last visit, I said, um, do me a favor. You tell me that that's normal. I want that on company letterhead from a regional or district manager, and I'll, I'll, I'll acquiesce. However, um, you know, th- that was just before they told me I had to return the, uh, the incorrectly shipped wiper blade that I bought on the app. I had to return it online. They wouldn't take it at the store. And then I'm like, forget it. this is nuts. Like <laughs> this, this vehicle I've got, I'm I'm done. Um, you know, I, I I I'm thrilled with the products we've got now showing up in our showrooms. I'm driving a, a Yukon Denali Ultimate with Super Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it covers covers ninety percent of the you know the the bases that I was getting in in the Tesla. You know, Tesla for me was never about you know, saving the environment. It was about uh, experiencing the technology. Yeah, the, uh, and, the that Denali is is full of tech, and Super Cruise is a is a very cool oh. bit of it. I I really enjoy driving those. Well, and frankly, I I almost ended up on the the front end of an MTO blade uh, snowplow on the Tesla. I had full I, my the two Teslas I had are fully fully autonomous, uh, full self driving, um, and I just found that. Um, you know they were they were quite dangerous um, due to the technology. Like I, I was you know in, in a lane that was ending and it it threw me across onto oncoming traffic. Oh wow! Um, wow! I'm finding the Super Cruise to have far far more safeguards, mm-hmm. and you can't just put some call it home hardware purchased uh, wood clamps on the steering wheel to make the steering wheel think you've got your hands on it like you can in the Tesla. You right. have it's following your eyes with Super Cruise, which I think is is a far superior safety uh, system. Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing that Tesla doesn't do is is proper driver monitoring and and all the yeah. traditional car companies when they when they have their high level two or now getting to level three, they actually yeah. have serious uh, driver monitoring. As does the 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 car that I'm driving today. It, it's looking for my eyes looking forward, yeah. not not down. Yeah. Um, and and you can't trick the car either. No, and and you know I I think. What you're seeing and what I've experienced with Tesla, as I said early on, that the only difference between Tesla and one of the incumbents, a General, uh, General Motors or a, a Ford or a Chrysler, Toyota, is Tesla doesn't have a legal department. Like, there's just no risk management. Wow. Uh, and I, and, and I th- now, I don't know if that's factual. I, that's just That's been my perspective based on the technology because sure. I can tell you that when you look at the products that are rolled out of the, we'll call them the traditional car companies, these things have been through immense amount of testing, uh, legal and risk management uh, monitoring. And, you know, I think with what we're seeing right now in the U.S. with the 2016 uh, autonomous driving tape that they're saying was, was fraudulently representing the product, I think that's a great example of, of uh, you know, of some of the, the moves that have been made to get the, the technology out there. However, um, as they become more and more a you know, uh, call it a real car company, um, they're getting their wings clipped. And I can tell you just in the last 60 days of owning the Model S, um, I was losing technology. You know, features were disappearing on me at every update. 
um, and the features that were being removed were features that were a bit, you know, kitschy, but they were, you know, they were part of the, call it the je ne sais quoi that people love about a Tesla, right? The boom box, the, you know, the video games and some of the things that the kids love to do when you're parked, but they're all gone now. That That is incredible. And the one thing that struck me about the Plaid when it was introduced is that it didn't come with a traditional steering wheel. And as a, oh. as a racing driver and a performance driver, you need a steering wheel. Oh, that's, yeah. Do you know what? I, I just realizing, I think the, the first few weeks of therapy had put that behind me, but thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. <laughs> All right. So, Michael, it, obviously the, the Tesla jaded you in terms of an electric car, but... Um, you think you're going to be going down that route with another manufacturer, perhaps? Oh, for sure. I, I, I'd say it didn't jade me on electric cars at all. Okay. Um, I love EV. Um, but what it did was it just it just caused me to appreciate, um, you know, how, how everyone's catching up to Tesla. And I think all roads lead to electric eventually. Uh, it's just a, it's not a matter of a uh, question of if, it's a matter of when. And so, um, absolutely, we've got, you know, every manufacturer has incredible product coming. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to it. Um, you know, for me, it was also learning to live with the app, right? And technology and cars are changing where you're buying, um, you're buying a platform now. Uh, whereas, you, you know, it, it's not, it's different. You're going to be able to su- subscribe to options uh, seasonally. You're going to be able to add features. And with the BMW released at CES uh, this year and the, the paint they showed, you're going to be able to buy a different, you know, call it skins for your car. Yep. Um, so it's coming, and, and the world is changing, and it's a very exciting place to be right now. All right, so if the cops are catching you when you're trying to do that land speed record, you can go to camo, and yeah, maybe they won't be able to see you. That would be great, eh? <laughs> That's right. makes you invisible. Yeah, I like that. I like oh, that. or turn you into a police car. <laughs> that would be the best. All right, black and white. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Michael, upauto.ca if people are looking for a car. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks so much, guys. Have a great show. All right, take care. We'll be back in <laughs> just a second. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors. And joining us on the phone is Michael Stewart from CAA. Michael, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How about you? We're great here. It's a, it's a, it's another great day on, uh, in Toronto. But uh, um, you've got an interesting sto- uh, study that you guys did recently about uh, not just about marijuana use, but specifically about edibles. Yes. So CAA has conducted a survey of 1,500 Ontario drivers for the past few years now. And our most recent study found that since 2019, there's actually been a 10% increase in cannabis-impaired drivers admitting to consuming an edible before driving. So with approximately 10 million Ontario drivers, that number equals about 156,000 Ontario drivers who have driven high on edibles in the last three months at the time of the survey, which is an alarming number for us. So we want to remind all Ontario drivers that while cannabis may be legal, consuming cannabis and driving do not mix. No, and speaking of mixing, um, there's multiple kinds of drugs that people are on nowadays. Um, people are on all kinds of other mood-enhancing drugs, uh, whether any depression drug or, or, or things like that. I mean, legitimate mm-hmm. drugs that they need. Yes. Um, have any of the people figured out that if you, you add an edible to that, how much better or worse does that put you in? Yes, any form of uh, drug that you may be on, of course, you should be reading that label or consulting their physician just to know if there's any side effects that could potentially impact your ability to drive. But 
When we look at uh, when it comes to cannabis use, uh, there were folks in our survey who were consuming cannabis with other substances like prescription drugs or illegal drugs or alcohol was the most common one. And when it comes to edibles specifically, what's a big concern for us is the effects of edibles do take about two hours to kick in. Mm-hmm. So you might start with, say, half a brownie, not be feeling any effects, decide, okay, well, I'm going to go to my next destination or I'm going to head home, only for that high to hit you mid-trip on your way home. Uh, so now you have someone who has potentially started their drive sober but is now high on their way to their destination. And those effects can also last for up to 12 hours and residual effects for up to 24 hours. That's an awful long time. Mm -hmm. Edibles do last in your system for quite some time. Good value. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And as as mentioned, it's a legal substance. So people, if you're of legal age and if you're purchasing from a legal dispensary, you are welcome to consume these products. We just want to remind folks that if you are consuming them, don't get behind the wheel. Have a plan for a safe ride home or just plan to stay in. All right, so if you've taken an edible rather than, of course, smoked a big fatty where the big, you know, the car's going to stink, um, how would an officer determine that you are high? So there are various tools that officers do use in Ontario to detect impairment. Mm-hmm. So the first is a standardized field sobriety test, and these are tests that they can perform a driver. Like, they will have the pen that goes across your face, and they'll watch how your eyes follow that pen and if there's any delayed reactions, as well as the typical stand on one foot, walk and turn. And if you fail any of those tests or perform poorly on them, they will then send you to a drug recognition expert. And this officer is highly trained and can conduct a 12-step evaluation on you and through that 12-step evaluation, they can determine if you're impaired, and they can even determine what type of drugs you're impaired by. These officers are highly trained and can detect uh, four different types of impairment. Mm-hmm. So it's important that folks know that there are consequences to these actions, and police officers are out there and do have the tools to detect them and take them off the road. Funny they call it the 12-step program, eh? <laughs> and, maybe so, and maybe tell you what you do need is a 12-step program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, but now that is going to be done at a uh, not at the side of the road, correct? All they're doing at the side of the road is the impairment. Now, if the officer at that point sees that you are or feels that you are impaired, do you get ticketed right then and there, and do you get to drive home or not? Nope. Uh, so once you are... Nope. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Easy a short answer. answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Easy go ahead. answer. <laughs> once an officer is determined you are impaired, uh, you do face an impaired driving charge. And in Ontario, the immediate penalties, uh, right, so right at the side of the road, you're getting an immediate 90-day license suspension, an immediate seven-day vehicle impoundment, and a $550 penalty. And then if you are convicted in court of impaired driving, you also face a license suspension for at least one year. Uh, potentially mandatory education or treatment programs, ignition interlock on your vehicle, and not to mention you would also face potential jail time and even insurance increases if your insurance company decided to renew your insurance. Now, I had a friend who who blew over, um, you know, so of course he was ticketed right then and there, but he was able to call a friend and, and take his car home. Um, that's not the case in this? I think that's, like that's changed. It the, has, the, the law has changed, so they, your car does get impounded. Oh, so you've mm-hmm. lost it. Yep. yep. Oh, and, and yep. you know, here's the thing. It doesn't matter how you're impaired, what substances you're using, legal or otherwise, you're still impaired in the eyes of the law when you're driving. 
That is correct. Uh, impaired is impaired. So no matter what substance you're on, whether that be alcohol, cannabis, or another uh, legal drug, impaired is impaired. So we want to make sure that people are safe and sober behind the wheel. Driving requires your full attention and a sound state of mind. It is a responsibility, and you do have rules that we have to follow as drivers. So it's important that no matter what your plans are, uh, where you're going, to make sure that you have a plan for a safe ride home and to make sure that you are doing so sober. Yeah, um, but again, I, I guess it all comes back down to, and, and, and we're going to talk about watching videos too, that kind of stupid things that people do, because for a lot of people... I guess the vehicle is just a conveyance. It's only my source of transportation. It, it, you know, um, it, I'm just trying to get from A to B um, safely, of course, but um, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about driving, and, and, and that's what we should be reflecting on. Um, anyways, but I, I guess if you're going to do this, uh, CA membership would be a good thing. Could you get CA to tell you the home? Unfortunately, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is something you can have a friend come pick you up. You can take public transit, take an Uber. There are restaurants or bars that will let you park overnight as well. If you uh, did drive there and perhaps did drink too much or consume too much, they will they might let you park overnight. Uh, so it is important that you plan ahead for a safe ride home. We You shouldn't be in that situation where, oh, okay, it turns out I have consumed too much. Oh, no. Make sure that you have a plan for a safe ride home and make sure those steps are in place well before you go out. Yeah, it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to make those plans even if they're at the last minute. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, need, we need less impaired drivers on the road these days. Correct. And as you said, it's, it only takes a few seconds to make that plan and to think about it before going out. And it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to have that plan in place than being faced with an impaired driving charge. So uh, next time someone offers you a snack on your way out, you got to ask what it is, right? <laughs> yep, always make sure. <laughs> but it tasted great, you know. Unfortunately, uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> you're feeling really good after a while. <laughs> yeah, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Take care. That's Michael from CAA South Central. Uh, they're in the travel business. They're in the insurance business. People save a whole lot of money. Check them out on the internet. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors. And, uh, you know, speaking of CAA, in the month of February, we're giving away with CAA um, each week a CAA Plus membership. So we've teased it on our social media already. Okay. And uh, more details are going to are going to follow, but that uh, contest starts on January 30th. www.caasco South Central Ontario. That's right. That's the sco.ca. Check it out. And again, you know, you can save a ton of money on insurance. We're talking about costs of cars going up. Yep. That's a way that you can save money. If you're yeah. not driving a whole lot, um, why wouldn't you? Yeah, they've got MyPace, which is a very interesting product. If you don't drive a lot, car sits for a while, MyPace may make a lot of sense for you. Right, and hopefully it's not sitting because you've lost your license. Yeah, um, hopefully not. Those are big fines, eh? They, there's like all all of those the impaired fines, the you know the stunt uh, driving, street racing. Um, what else? Um, uh, using your mobile phone. All of those fines have gotten very very serious now. It's I, I kind of wonder like people realize that you know if it's not a if you're, if you're using hands free device 
you know, they stick the phone up on the dashboard or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. um, that they can do whatever they want. But you, you can't watch a video. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch your favorite YouTube program. <laughs> no, I mean, especially, you know, can you imagine that? You know, people are on TikTok or, or, or watching YouTube. Well, it, it may only be a, a, a two, three-minute thing, mm-hmm. and then you got to be messing with it again. Mm-hmm. Besides, you're not watching the road. No, 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 this is not good. Now, the the car I'm driving this week mm-hmm. uh, is this big, luxurious uh, i7 from BMW. Right. And in the back, it's got a massive screen that comes down, so passengers in the in the back can watch whatever they want: YouTube, Amazon Prime, right, whatever whatever uh, programming they want. But in the back seat, it's not being affected. It's not affecting the driver. Not it at all. Be. Absolutely not. Can't see, can't see that in the front. Well, I, you know what I question you know they, they they call them autonomous cars and they really aren't they're, they're not they're not full autonomous no but you were saying the cadillac has a device where a camera is watching your eye right yes absolutely so even this bmw has driver monitoring and specifically uh-huh. it's looking for the placement of your eyes right mm-hmm. well would it know if you're looking at that screen uh yeah absolutely it does so for example um when i picked up the car mm-hmm. um they they all end up getting um uh, some of the systems are set up a little funky right so i tend to to go and get the basics working and then if i'm driving along and something isn't working the way i like it i've got to go into the menu and make a setting change well i did that while i was on the move which the car permitted me to do that okay. but then the driver monitoring says uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, you're not looking ahead Oh, so did it stop you from using those features? Uh, no. So what it what it did is it it uh, there's a you know red red lights flash on the dashboard. There's probably a chime, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was my reminder to look ahead. Right, right. Well, good idea. I mean, I, I find a bit of a pain in, in some of those functions. Though, can't you like swear that you're the passenger and not the driver? I've seen that before. Right. Yes. Um, and and that would work. Um, I think Waze did that, or somebody did that. Um, yeah. Well, with the uh, I, I find that a pain, though. I mean, for example, you know, you know, you're, you're trying to find a place, location, mm-hmm. and and I and and you have someone with you beside you in the car. Yes. Why shouldn't they be able to punch in that address? You exactly. Know? So th- that is a uh, that's a determination by the car maker rather than Waze or in my case um, Apple with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. So the car maker sets those parameters. So some cars you can type in the address into Waze right. on the screen. Uh, and other cars you can't, like um, uh, Toyota, for example, because Toyota and Lexus very much safety first. Right. They don't want you typing on the on the screens. No, in our affinity, no. You have to be come to a full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, I know some of the functions when I've just tried to do them as a mechanic, you know, resetting service intervals. Uh, it, it's not a matter of just being stopped. The car actually has to be in park. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. Can, like you can't do it from neutral or drive. I said I'm standing still. Let me press the button. Uh, because they're monitoring speed, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, like this BMW, it's brand new, and, and that entire screen is so, like, the interface is so complex that you really shouldn't be messing with it while you're driving. If you're unfamiliar with it, it's so complicated. Okay, here, on, on the opposite end of that spectrum, because mm-hmm. I was... I had a story I was going to do last week, but got lost. We ran out of time. Um, but it talked about, you know, easy functions that weren't easy anymore. Uh, so, for example, I just wanted to turn the radio up, or mm-hmm. I wanted to turn my heater fan up, or the temperature up. Yep. And they showed the difference between an easy setup and a bad setup. Yes. And it was a huge and crazy. Mm-hmm. Like on certain cars, it, it took the average person a minute and a half just to make the turn it, figure out where the heater fan knob was, mm-hmm. control, and, and make the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And, and other ones, it was based very simple. And in fact, we know that 
in a lot of cases, some manufacturers have gone back and put knobs back in cars where yes. they had deleted them. Absolutely. Honda, Honda was uh, sort of guilty of that in both ways. They took the volume knob away, and they've added it back in now. All right, because, you know, I, I mean, I had an older lady customer, and she was, like, freaking out because she's, how do I make this radio work, and where's the knob? Exactly. <laughs> and the knob worked. There was nothing wrong with the, with the knob. We don't need these sliders. We don't need these buttons. The, the, knob, the radio knob works perfectly. Right, and it doesn't distract you. Exactly. You know, you know where to reach it. Um, you know, you can do it with gloves on if it's big enough, right? Yeah, that's right. There you go. So Yeah, a lot of, a lot of these things have uh, gotten very complicated, but what's refreshing to see with a lot of cars, like next week I'm driving a Mazda, mm-hmm. their interiors are very simple, straightforward, makes driving really easy, and uh, ergonomically they're set up properly for the driver, so it's really easy to live with. Well, I guess what it comes down to is they, they want to sell cars, right? Yes. So they have to figure out who their market is and what their, that market wants. That's right? right. Sometimes it's gimmicks. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Michael was very excited about, uh, you know, playing with his car. And uh, I'm sorry, with Michael Carmichael, how the, the, he thought the Tesla was great until he had this bad experience. Until he had to live with it. And then it's funny because, you know, everybody that I know has one. They love them, but... You told me opposite. Mm -mm. And this guy also said it didn't go so good. (laughs) No, not at all. All right. But thankfully, we got Carlos behind the board. He made sure that everything went smooth today, and we don't need a service call. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, everybody. Drive safe. Uh, Brian, have a safe trip. Thanks very much. We'll see you next weekend. Bye bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.